funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, colors some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We're coming to you from the Georgia Radio Reading Service here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so happy to be back in the studio today with my dearest, dearest funny friends, and also my wife. Oh, oh my God, you have a wife. I got a wife. Lily Blackburn, now Lily Amato, is in the studio. Hey. What's up, girl? Hey, Good to be back. As a new woman now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> you stepped away to go through the process of becoming a new woman. And uh, now, Like a butterfly mm-hmm. or a caterpillar through metamorphosis coming. I was know. thinking of that scientific process, but I could not get that word out. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Lily is also the smartest person I know. Mm, yes. 100%. Mm. I need all the help I can get. So thank you for marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, you have been revered on the show. You've been away for a little while. What have you been doing? Mostly working a lot. Saving the world. uh, Maybe. And previously to that, wedding stuff was a good excuse. Mostly just late nights. In fact, you guys were nice to make me the last guest to come on tonight, so that way I could finish up at the shelter before coming down. Lily works in a shelter for homeless animals. and. Puppies and I just imagine them with little russics over their shoulder like a homeless animal. But yeah, no, that's I I think that's probably the politically correct term for it. Yeah, you are the adoptions manager at the Atlanta Humane Society. That's very specific. Is that too specific? I don't know. Is that like a plug? Yeah. Does it count? You can plug puppies, right? Pretty. I guess, yeah. Sounds inappropriate. Yeah, I'm comfortable right now. (laughs) I just keep wondering, when you walk in, do you hear that Sarah McLachlan song that was always with the commercial? Was that for Humane Society? They always have it playing. The Arms of an Angel. (laughs) It's probably for some similar organization. When I walk in, it's mostly drowned out by the loud (laughs) yipping and... Meowing of cats. They can be very loud, too, surprisingly, in large numbers. (laughs) This is a fitting episode to have you back. Really? Because, believe it or not, this is our one-year anniversary. What? We have a one-year-old. How time flies. (laughs) That's actually mind-boggling to consider that it's been an entire year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they haven't even canceled us or anything. (laughs) Do they know we exist, that we're recording? No, that's why (laughs) we get to keep doing it. That's why they don't cancel you guys. Yeah, we come in after hours on a weekday. (laughs) It's us and the cleaning crew. So, folks, I know a lot of you have been with us from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. A special thank you to folks for tuning in. And we have a ton of new listeners. Do you guys know how many listeners you have? Well, the last I heard, we have almost 4,000 listeners. What? Wow. Do you even know that many people? Yes, they're actually all my cousins. (laughs) (laughs) All family. The Kaluris family is very big. Did he say it right? Yeah, actually. Whoa! That has to be the first time. I figured a year in. It's taken a year. You said my name correctly. You didn't say that we're live. You're really showing off for your (gasps) wife, lady friend. Wow. (laughs) What can I say? I'm in love, you know? (laughs) Love makes them do right. (laughs) What better way to start the second year... Wow. Of the funniest people I know <laughs> podcast, then are you ready for it? TJ's list. Oh, classic. Yeah. I'm glad I'm here for this. This is a FPIK throwback. Ooh. Yes. I like the way you said that. What do you got for us, TJ? <laughs> 
This is a list of all the rejected segments from over the year that did not make it. <laughs> right. It's going to be a long yeah. list. Yeah. The first one was the early 2000s white guy check-in. What are they doing now? And this <laughs> included James Blunt, Nickelback, Creed, Blink-182. <laughs> I have American Idol written down for some reason. I don't know. Like Ryan Seacrest, maybe? Simon Cowell? Yeah. And then the guy who did commercials for towels. Oh, the Shame Wild guy. Okay. I'm just like, uh-huh. reading my notes right now. Okay. Then the second one is Alexandria interviews her roommate, oh, yeah. which is, yeah. It was a film. That yeah. never happened. Yeah. Why, why did we interview her? Because she's funny, TJ. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. And we talk about the I, funniest people. I thought she could make a pizza delivery person or uh, No, it's driver. just my phone sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then the third one is TJ writes an internet lingo sketch. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> TJ attempts to write a sketch using only text messages, laying, eventually becoming so annoyed by the assignment. I feel like all your sketches have that part. Eventually yeah. become so annoyed by yeah. the assignment that... Uh-huh. <laughs> and then another one is Celebrity Prayer Request. I think this one was George's. Yeah, I had a friend who prayed for celebrities, and I felt like we should do more celebrity prayer requests. <laughs> and another one is Will on Grinder. <laughs> this one where we had Will get on Grinder, and we just see who he gets. Uh, yeah. Right. And another one is live episodes. I think we're just going to do an episode live. Oh, we can't do a live episode. Yeah. Well, wait a second. Then I could say, coming to you live, and it would be. How would one listen to a live podcast? Well, you would also watch it. Once we get to the big bucks, we had in double to like 8,000 listeners. We yeah. had to do it where we like rent a space, and that's how we do it live. Oh, my God. Like Madison Square Garden. Yes. yes. <laughs> that kind of space. With yes. only 8,000 listeners. <laughs> and they're all going to show up. TJ, I know you asked me for these sooner, but I just texted you a bunch of my rejected pitches. Oh. So if you're able to check your phone. What? <laughs> what? We're making this list live. <laughs> yeah. wow. This there, is a live list. There goes the live pitch. <laughs> well, thank you, Will, for sending me this now. TJ solves world issues, where TJ tries to solve sociopolitical issues like the abortion ban, immigration, Amanda Bynes' <laughs> career comeback. You kind of tried that when you solved global warming. Oh, wait, did I? Wait, this one went through? I do not remember this. Well, <laughs> you also took a stab at the Israel-Palestine conflict. Oh, yeah, uh, the Middle conflict. East conflict. Yeah. You did. So I guess that one, I can cross that off then. Yeah. All right. The next one was either we all become Uber drivers or George becomes an Uber driver. It was something like we just all become Uber drivers. And try to see who could get kicked out the fastest. Yeah. yeah. The worst rating on Uber, which I still think we should do that. Yeah. Mm, that's the one that I'm always just like, ooh, I'm going to see how we're going to avoid. <laughs> you know when that one person just gets quiet on a topic? <laughs> like, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's just one or two of us or like whoever wants to. I think that'd be fun and interesting. Another one is TJ's mom wrote a porno, which, <laughs> no, we're not, no, no. Was that rejected just for your mental health? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a great idea. My mom would be like, you're on a podcast? What? <laughs> what is a podcast? Yeah, exactly. Now going on to Will's list. Amazon orders from 2008 or what we bought first on Amazon. What? Well, I thought it'd be funny to see yeah. what you bought on Amazon 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Or highly embarrassing. Right. Yeah. The Birth of Christ written from the animal's perspective in honor of Garfunkel. <laughs> if I can quickly segue, we yeah. did that bit on Art Garfunkel, of Simon and Garfunkel, mm-hmm. and he wrote this album from the animal's perspective. 
during the birth of Christ. And it's really weird and really bad. I've got to tell you, since we did that episode, Garfunkel has been haunting me. In your house, like moving dishes and stuff? <laughs> no, in my car. And here's how. And Lily, you can attest that this is true. Oh, yeah. Every time I start my car and my phone connects to whatever Bluetooth, no matter what I do, I can't get rid of it. I've tried deleting it. I hear, creatures of the field. (laughs) That creepy song we played on the podcast when we were making fun of Garfunkel, and I can't turn it off. Is it maybe because it's your most highly played song? You played it so many times that now it just pops up. As like, oh, this is Will's favorite song. Well, it's not a Spotify thing. It's somehow stuck in music. I tried to delete it. It won't let me. It's the worst. Garfunkel is getting back at me for what I said. a great pitch for a horror movie, how Mm -hmm. it starts, though. Mm -hmm. The song that doesn't leave. Actually, TJ could play Garfunkel. Yeah, no, I don't know. Or Garfield. Oh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I love lasagna. (laughs) Uh, Okay, moving on this list. Hapeville Depot Museum Facebook page. I found Dewey right about my experience. I went to the Hapeville Train Museum, Mm -hmm. and I found our old pal Dewey. Okay. He works in a very tiny local museum in Hapeville, Georgia, where he's the curator and guide. I can totally see it. Yeah. yeah, and he's named some of the strange objects, but he also runs it with this other woman who sort of treats it like her garage. She's a bit of a hoarder. That was a pitch that never made it to the show, but it's a really cool experience if you're down. It's strange. And then last one, Alexandra reads from the Cinderella romantic novel. <laughs> I found a cheesy romance novel in a thrift store that's sort of based lightly on Cinderella. Yeah. And I just thought it'd be funny oh, in your you voice. read that. Do you have that? I do have that. Oh, that's happening. TJ, that was a phenomenal list. Thank you. Let's go on to another classic segment on The Funniest People I Know. It's time for Pop Culture Blind Spot with my wife. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited about this. I bet you are, George. I had to watch another episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> right. Okay. Because you had never seen or heard of the show. No, till about a year ago. About a year ago. And you watched it as a blind spot, but you watched the pilot episode. The first episode. And I don't feel like you got a good understanding of what the show's about. You know, I'm feeling that now, because watching (laughs) this episode, I was trying really hard to remember what I had first seen. And the fact that it's the one-year anniversary makes me feel a little better, because it has been so long since Mm -hmm. I've watched that. Yeah. I watched season two, episode nine, called... Jesse's song. Which fans of Saved by the Bell know this is the best episode. Are there a hardcore set of fans of Saved by the Bell? Because I feel like I'm just watching it in a vacuum. It's a strange thing to be watching this as an adult, Mm -hmm. but I still think I can appreciate some of it. Other parts, no. (laughs) 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 My first thought was just, what has happened for the last two seasons that we've gotten to this point from when I was first watching it? Because it was kind of wholesome and sweet, and there was this really nice teacher, and she's she's like, she's gone. She was my favorite. She was like the Mr. Rogers of the place helping everybody. How many seasons did Saved by the Bell run? Tons. Really? They went to, they went to college. I thought they were they just about married. done. No. Yeah. Like, no. Like a movie, like a Save by the Bell yeah. TV, oh movie TV movie made. They were the scraping the bottom of the barrel with this episode. I was sure. Ah, yeah. Season two, episode 13, and they tie it up. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's good to know. It starts with a direct address by the Zach character, and he lets us know that there's a geometry midterm happening. 
of course, that just seemed like one of the laziest writing tropes to use of like, we don't know how to get into this episode. We're going to have a character just stare down the audience and say, we're studying and it's a lot of work. <laughs> they lost me right out the gate with that, for sure. <laughs> we learned that Slater is a terrible person prone to sexist remarks. I don't remember him from the first episode. Was he there? No, he joins later. Oh, yeah. why? Is that why do they put him in? He's terrible. He says things that aren't funny, and everybody's like, <laughs> his, his dimples were all that in the 90s. Oh, so he was the yeah. heartthrob. Yeah, he was a hottie. And then there was a lot of singing. It felt like a semi-musical, where <laughs> it wasn't just a sample of, at one point, the episode is the three girls sing really well, and so maybe they're going to record a record, and Zach's trying to get them to record... So they preview their song, but it goes on for a really long time. They're not just, yay, look at we can sing. And then that's it. It's maybe 45 minutes to, or 45 <laughs> seconds to 90 seconds. 45 minutes. <laughs> it felt like it. Well, you expect everybody in the background to start dancing pretty soon. So you start recoiling from the screen a little bit. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I also wrote pants are weird. I think that's just a comment on the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Was also, it like that acid-washed jean in I the Palazzo yeah, pants style? It was the pleated jeans, like high-waisted mm-hmm. jeans that a lot of the guys were wearing. I was just like, pants are funny. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Jessie also had a strange look where she was wearing pants that was all one piece, but the crotch was a different color. So it looked <laughs> oh, like she no. was just what? wearing swimsuit <laughs> bottoms over like leggings or pants. I was it, like, were they mood pants? And like, that's where, like, <laughs> never mind. Who knows? Anyway, many exciting pants in there. Also in all caps, why does he come in the window? Is there no such thing as privacy in this house? <laughs> that was also a thing in the 90s. That the male was. characters or friends would always come through the window. Yeah. yeah. Alex Mack? No, Clarissa explains it all. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking Awesome, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, in Ginger's World, on Nickelodeon, her friend comes mm. through the window. Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> it's like a very that. open I house. By Ginger. I remember thinking, I wish I had a two-story house so my friends could come in through Climb the... Climb the tree and... Instead of raining your parents. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted my mom to be that chill that she didn't care. Like, <laughs> someone snuck in our house. And my mom would kick my ass right. if someone came climbing into the wall. Oh, this is in my house. <laughs> what do you think Clarissa's mom thought about Sam climbing the ladder? She was a young it's girl. It's harder to come in the house that way. He lived next door. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right? Use the stairs. And he never announced himself. You know, they didn't have text messages back then. I was also watching it on a third-party hosting site, so there were commercials every, Mm -hmm. I don't know, eight minutes or so, and they were all diabetes commercials. I'm wondering if that says anything about the material I'm watching, or maybe just says a lot about my search history. I don't know. (laughs) But I thought it was suspicious. I also wrote down, I can't tell if my connection is bad or if that's just what passed for editing in the 90s. <laughs> Burn. Mostly the latter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladder. And most of that happened during the music video. We see the mm. girls as they've become kind of popular for whatever. They do a jazzercise music video <laughs> and they're just dancing. <laughs> and then their costumes change and they're just like, ugh. The whole, it was a long music video, that's for sure. Anyway, we made it through. It's all right. I'm hoping there's not any other iconic parts of the show. How do you feel about that moment at the end, though? The one that Zach has to confront Jesse with her caffeine pill addiction? I give it props for that. 
And I feel like that's reminiscent of the first one I watched because I had to read over my pop culture blind spot notes from that first episode to remember what was going on in the entire show. But it's kind of wholesome in a lot of ways where it's like, kids, don't do drugs, was the strong message that I got. Also, kids, take more naps, which I'm fully behind. 100%. Get acting classes. That's what I got out of it. That meltdown is so ridiculous. <laughs> that was. That was pretty caffeinated meltdown. <laughs> you have to see whoever plays that character. She's on Dancing with the Stars. They do a reference to that scene as oh, well. Really? Yeah. I've not seen that. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this was a very iconic episode then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Specifically what? because of her performance in that scene and how ridiculous she is. I was going to say, <laughs> we're not saying her great performance in that scene. We're are not we? saying her okay. Emmy-nominated performance. Okay, yes, no. yes. It was, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've finally experienced I, what yeah, I think through in high school. I'm glad that I could do it in two episodes like that. I feel like I've gotten the full array of everything that needs to happen. With my first review, I did a star rating. It was four out of five stars for that first episode. I'm giving it a solid two out of five for this episode. (laughs) So dropped dramatically, but I feel like it still has that kind of urge for teen material that they can connect with with a positive message. So props for that. Everything else is minus, I would say. Are you going to be a fan of this show moving forward? Are you going to watch a TV movie? Not unless I have to. (laughs) Dying to find out what happened to Zach and Kelly. Not particularly. Not until the two-year anniversary. Yes. I'll watch another episode then, (laughs) next year. you invented a segment on this show that I think, since you left, we haven't done again, and George is going to bring it back for a little retro Funniest People I Know. So, George, what are we going to do? Yeah, I have been holding on to this in hopes that one day you came back to do an episode. I have a special Defend Your Snack. And this <laughs> I love this. A ridiculous <laughs> snack that I always loved buying from a gift shop at a school field trip. And I saw it recently and I bought some for us to try here. I also bought some for my niece and she took one bite and made a face and that was the end of that. <laughs> I'm not intrigued. Right. This sounds incredible. What can you get what from I a gift shop Russell, that's Russell, edible? Russell. It's in it's a bag. It's coming out. Astronaut ice cream. <gasps> oh! I sh- think so. I'm going to love it and just TJ because it's. Vegan. Oh, thank you. I have for you astronaut peaches. <laughs> You're oh. the best. They come in these great sealed little plastic pouches that you could just imagine up in space. <laughs> Mine says ingredients: peaches. <laughs> I, love I, love I love that. It's in this little paper pouch. <laughs> Neapolitan. I can tell already. Ooh, and it comes pre-broken into small pieces. <laughs> How kind. So convenient. Here, have some, Alex. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're sharing. I'll pass yeah. some peaches around. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll okay. try these peaches. Yeah, there uh-huh. you go. I think I remember this from back in the day. Oh. Why are you so... If it's what I remember, I have bad memory. <laughs> okay, the peaches terrible. Can I have some ice cream? It's kind of like chalky... Um, they eat this in space? <laughs> Apparently, this is what astronauts have instead of how you keep your energy boosters. up. Well, I guess you want the weight to be as low as possible. So these are freeze-dried. Yeah, and super dehydrated so they don't melt. How do you feel about I feel punished. <laughs> Which one did you have? I had the strawberry piece. Okay. It tastes, it has the right flavor. <laughs> However, the way it is dissolving in my mouth is troublesome. Oh, no, not with the peach. Oh, okay, this is horrible. Yeah, you yeah, have to try it. Yeah. I'm so glad you bought these, George, because I was actually just at a backpacking outfitting store, 
And of course they have these, and I was oh, really no. tempted. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> oh, Alex is down for the count. <laughs> All right, here goes Lily eating a peach. It smells like alfalfa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the character? <laughs> I remember loving this as a kid. This is disgusting. No wonder my niece got mad at me. Your niece has taste. She's my kind of girl. <laughs> this peach tastes like what a peach cobbler is supposed to be. But, like, not? Yeah. From what I'm getting from your guys' comments, it's not so much the taste as the texture that's the turnoff. It's, it's the eating experience. <laughs> that is it's poor. the mouthfeel. Yeah. On the back, it says, originally developed for the early Apollo missions, the space treat, in quotes, is frozen to negative 40 degrees, then vacuum dried and placed in a special polyfoil pouch. Freeze dried foods are used by astronauts eating under weightless conditions in space. To all our listeners in space, we feel your ice cream pain. That's I'm dessert. so into this segment. Can we bring in more snacks? <laughs> How many of these did you eat as a kid, George? Anytime I went to the science museum or whatever, I'd buy one. Oh, no. And I freaking loved it. And, yeah, that's disgusting. I can't believe I ever liked that. This looks like they're made by a company called Lovey Dovey. <laughs> you, you're right. It is. <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> you know, that kind of gets rid of the legitimate uh, astronaut feel. I would rather eat Matt Damon's potatoes than these. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon's potatoes. You've gotten a lot out of that. <laughs> I did. Fun. George, I would say this is one that, given the choice, I wouldn't eat. You even in hunger? even in space, <laughs> it's pretty rough. So you're at the space station. It's you and a drunk Russian, and the only treat you can have is ice cream from this package. Would you eat it, or would you just go without? I would assume that he brought vodka. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, pass the vodka. And I would mm-hmm. trade him. Who is full after eating this? This is not. I mean, well, this is the dessert. You I would of have course have bite. a freeze dried meal. <laughs> Right, you would have had a... What would you guys think of this? Crumbled up freeze-dried ice cream over real ice cream Mm-mm. as Ooh. a topping. That's fascinating. We should try that next. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Okay. That, a little bit, that could right? be a new Menchie's topping. I'm just so offended by what's <laughs> happening in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm coming over with the rest, Lily, and we're making Sundays. Let's do it. Freeze-dried ice cream on top of real ice cream. <laughs> I'll film it. I'll support, but mm-mm. I'm so hungry for some reason. It's so weird because I ate so much at work. There's like weird chalky film all over your lips. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> it's really gross. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> it tastes to me like they freeze-dried a peach that wasn't right. Mm. Doesn't it? Could be. They're sour. These might not be quality. Is this Sour it Patch like Kids? It's tart, like, sourness to it. All right, I am going to eat one more. No. <laughs> Stop it. Now defend that. Oh, God. (laughs) It tastes like I'm eating a packing peanut. Mm. Same texture. Yeah. I do love a good packing peanut, though. It's my favorite part of receiving a package. (laughs) They do have the ones made out of cornstarch that you can eat. That's right. The new ones, I guess. They dissolve in your saliva. Theoretically. Too far. Sorry. Too far. (laughs) (laughs) That's recycling. Well, George, this was great. Thank you for bringing in this strange space ice cream. I know what to get you now for every birthday, (gasps) Christmas. Well, they they make all sorts of flavors and variations and beef stroganoff that's been freezed. All the hiker food. (laughs) Well, folks, if you you have any thoughts on freeze-dried ice cream, email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com.
folks, we're going to wrap this episode up with one of our favorite characters of all time. The iTunes reviews went wild when this character debuted, and we're going to invite back for our one-year anniversary, the Yoga Lady. Namaste, and welcome to Morning Meditation, where we can take a moment out of our busy lives for ourselves to find comfort and peace. Oh, it has been too long, my faithful listeners. My aura is humming with joy to be back with you all again. Yes, the wheel of fortune has been turning, and what was up is down, and down is now up. So let's all take a moment to just breathe. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) Now, where have you found yourself, lovely listeners, on the wheel of life? Are things different than you could have ever imagined six months ago? Are you living in your cousin's basement, bunking next to a fat tabby cat with tapeworms, whiling away the hours of your life, picking lint and hair off of a pair of black jeans that used to fit, but now that you're walking distance from a boutique donut shop, you're two glazed bars short of maternity wear? (laughs) Yes, how that wheel can turn. But that's all superficial drama. Our lives are like a painting on a canvas. If we get too distracted by the colors and shapes, we forget the thing that is beneath, the fundamental truth that we as individuals are the universe experiencing itself. We are the vastness of billions of stars, of uncountable atoms, all reduced down to a cognizant package of meat flesh who worries if the pizza delivery guy is going to judge her for tipping all in nickels. (laughs) Change, yes, Change is the common current running through my thoughts and meditations. We must embrace it. And that's why I've asked my cousin Cecilia here today to invite a little change into my routine. Namaste, Cecilia. Namaste. How are you? Mahalo for having me on your cute little radio thing. I was totally open to this idea, but was like also a little scared that it would smell bad in here. And this hemp crop top is brand new, and I didn't want it smelling like funky beans. (laughs) Well, thank you for being here despite your fears. What did you prepare for the listeners today? When you first moved into my basement, you seemed really sad. And I just wanted us to share some good vibes. We don't really have that much in common since I run my super successful essential oil apothecary business. And you, what do you do again? Oh, well. Uh, Never mind. It's not important because I realized that in order for our spirits to harmonize, (laughs) I should listen to your little show thingy so that we could discuss our philosophies over some matcha chai agave smoothies. So I listened and it was amazing because I had never before realized that I can make really great meditation videos even better than yours because I have this natural aptitude for spoken words. So that's (laughs) what I have for you today. A little sneak peek at the next trend-setting meditation masterpiece. Mahalo, bitches. You are fabulous, but you're also a hot mess. And by the looks of your greasy skin, you haven't been taking your chlorophyll juice like I recommended. (laughs) But 
I'm not here to dwell on all the stupid mistakes you've made. I want to dwell on the positive sides of you and like the universe and how we are what we are by being we have become, you know? Yeah, I know. (laughs) That was deep, but you're deep and we can get even deeper if we just took a moment to breathe. (sighs) Right? Yeah. What are we even doing here if we're not breathing? It's so easy, and we do it all the time. So if you're not breathing, you've got to be either stupid or really short, and maybe you don't need as much (laughs) oxygen. I I don't know. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your perspective, Cecilia. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it gave us all something to meditate on in the coming week. To my magnificent listeners, thank you for opening your hearts and your chakras with me this week on Morning Meditation. Aloha, bitches. I'm out. (laughs) Wow. I didn't realize Yoga Lady had family. She seems amazing. (laughs) I love her. What a twisted family group that is. Weird dynamic. Mm -hmm. They seem transparent with each other. That's true. It's nice of Cecilia to let Yoga Lady live in her basement like that. Right. I feel like she just opened her heart, her home. Maybe not a lot of time to, like, listen to you, but she at least will let you stay there in some sort of condition. Yeah. I love that the actress is defending her own character. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what all artists do? Well, that's really what being an actor is all about. It's defending your decision to do it in the first place. Exactly. You <laughs> never judge your character, people. It's going great, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this brings us to the end of another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Oh. What? Wow. One year. One if, year. If it was a baby, what would it sound like? TJ, could you do that voice again when you were doing the laugh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Something like that. That's what it would sound like. <laughs> I don't know, huh? What? That was exactly it. That's that's our (laughs) one-year-old. Folks, TJ, will you do a little outro clucking for me as I do this bit? (laughs) Folks, you can find the radio show Saturdays on the Georgia Radio Reading Service. We're also available on Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. This has been The Funniest People I Know. We record in Atlanta, Georgia, courtesy of the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Once again, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Have yourself a hilarious week.